0: Hey there, welcome to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Sutterwalla, and I am joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Inks. Carl, how are you, man?
1: I'm good, and good evening to you. How have you been?
0: Good, good. We we haven't talked in a couple of weeks. I mean, we've, we texted a little bit just to uh, say hi. But uh, yeah, we, uh, how was your holidays? We, we've we been apart for a little bit, so how are your holidays? You do good with... Uh, Everything. The snow is finally here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't work yesterday because of that. But, um, (laughs) holidays in general, uh, were pretty good. I made sure I ate, um, way too much than I was supposed to, um, to make up for Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, it still got some. We actually deep fried a turkey. Um, oh, nice. Turned out pretty good.
0: Nice. Nice. Yeah. We went, I went to my sister's. We had a small thing. We normally, Deep, deep fried turkeys, like oh, every, really? Christ, okay. every Christmas and like Thanksgiving when we get together, um, my brother and I usually deep fries the turkey, but this year he smoked a turkey. Um, oh, okay, it was pretty good. So it was it was not as good as the deep fry, in my opinion, but uh, it turned out okay. I mean, it wasn't too bad, and um, and and uh, yeah, the food was good overall. Fun times with family. That's about it. I mean, can't complain. Did you get anything for Christmas, like? Any cool toys or any cool gifts at all
1: toys you know I'm turning 36 tomorrow I don't have any toys or anything oh uh, no I didn't get any <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get any but um what did I get I got uh, a couple shirts and a bunch of beard stuff um because oh, nice. I like I own no beard uh, like male stuff at all right, <laughs> just right. I just cut it off basically so I got a bunch of like balm and oils and lotions and stuff like that so I'll be trying that out soon how about you right.
0: um I don't normally get stuff for Christmas my sister got me something but apparently it didn't arrive in time so she mm. hasn't told me what it is yet so I'll, I'll find out um I did buy myself more spider-man comic books so so okay I'm, I'm slowly getting like we keep talking about the essentials of spider-man. I'm slowly getting them all. So I bought two more of those. I'm gonna to have to go hunting at some comic book stores. I was able to find the other two online for relatively um not expensive prices. I guess maybe those are hard to come by because there's a couple of volumes that were like seventy dollars, eighty dollars. That's still a little bit crazy. I don't know if I yeah. need to pay that much. Cause normally I'd been able to find them for like fifteen, twenty bucks, depending mm-hmm. on what you know website it ends up being.
1: They must be out of but print or something.
0: Maybe, maybe someone's trying to price gouge, trying to pr- price gouge in Spider-Man's name. How dare they?
1: <laughs> he's uh, hot right hey, now. <laughs> man,
0: he is. He's always hot. He's he's the third most popular superhero uh, in the world. So, um, my, number one for me. But some people like some people like Superman more than him i don't know why but <laughs> anyways uh will we'll get on what i show here we we've uh, we have a fun one we're just gonna focus on spider-man no way home um because it's such a great movie in my opinion that we need to talk about it for the entire episode and we do have our first guest i'm excited our very first guest let's let's bring our guest in hi uh, Ashley- Ashley, see, I, you know, I, I was gonna, I already, I already gonna screw up your last name. Um, can can you help me again, really quick? I apologize. Yeah.
2: Uh, so I'm Ashley Wehanko.
0: Wehanko, that's it. I'm sorry. I was gonna say yeah, the pronounce, the <laughs> J again. I knew I was gonna screw it up, and I, I, I even told you, it's like, I'm gonna try to remember it. But yeah, no, I'm so happy that you were able to join us. You, obviously, you right for fangirlish. Um, big MCU fan. You love reading comic books like me. I, I always see you tweeting about your comic books that you bought, and then I get excited too. And I, I like to respond to your your comic book tweets. So, yeah, thank you so much again for joining us. How was your uh, holidays?
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Also, had no clue I was like the first guest, so that's very
1: yeah
2: uh, very humbling. And
1: it's you go in the whole fame of oh. our guests.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, but my holidays uh, they were just pretty chill. Um, just given the pandemic and everything usually a much bigger deal um right. both of my parents have big families so usually see a lot of relatives but not this year um but you know it's just nice to i don't know be at home have yeah, a little bit yeah. of a break from things
0: no definitely it's uh it, it's nice to be uh you know not too much going on sometimes because like around this time even when it gets cold. I know it was not as cold, but you kind of want to stay inside more and more. It's not as like, it's like, oh, I want to go anywhere. So yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely true to the, in that regards. But yeah, let's, let's get into our conversation here. It's a, a lot going on as far as with this, with Spider-Man coming out. It finally reached, uh, I think it reached like a billion, over a billion in the box offices. It's obviously the first pandemic movie to really, you know, have those big numbers, um, I think up till now, I think we've seen most movies get to like maybe a couple hundred million. I think like um, Sen Chi had gone to like 100, 200 million, um, maybe a little bit more. I can't remember. It didn't really do as well as you normally would see an MCU movie do just because obviously people were worried about going to the theater. But for this, everyone just crashed into the wind and decided to go and... Uh, i know we all have thoughts but actually i'll let you go first obviously let us know what you thought about the movie you know your likes and dislikes and then i'll see um you also have we're also going to give our easter eggs so i'll let you give those as well the things that you saw that kind of stuck out so why don't you go ahead
2: yeah um so obviously no way home was such an anticipated film um And there was just so many like rumors and just musings happening for so long. And I think that definitely rose the expectations for this. Um, Especially having to wait so long just to see like a poster or a trailer. Um, And so it was going to be really easy to disappoint people, I think, just because there had been so much to expect um, and so much that had been rumors. But I think that they did a really good job of accommodating those expectations and doing it in a good way um i know one of the things i've seen like heard a lot in regards to the movie is like fan service um but i think it was done well and it didn't feel like it was like overly cringy or forced on um, which i think is something that could be easily done when you're trying to meet specific needs that you know fans are asking for um so that's those are just my general
0: thoughts um on it yeah yeah that's uh i agree with you in that regards um i know there were some i think you had some couple of like tidbits that you wanted to point out too we'll let you go, go ahead and do that as well um so the the first one was i think the rogers musical
2: uh yes uh I think that was like the opening like scene where um, people had already um, had just found out that uh, Spider-Man's Peter Parker because of Mysterio's reveal Um, and he's with like MJ and and he ends up having to kind of like rescue her from this like mob of like angry people um, who are like curious about who she is and what her like relationship to Peter is. Um, And just while he was like swinging, you know, like through the city, um, it was really, at least for me, especially being someone who loves Marvel and musicals, it was really uh, a nice thing to see the Rogers the Musical Billboard um, and kind of give some perspective as to where and when the show is taking place in regards to um, the overall timeline. Um, So it kind of lines up a little bit with um, Hawkeye, um, just knowing that. Um and I just think it was nice too because um Marvel hasn't really gotten a chance to do things like that to connect um their their um their titles uh, in such a way because they haven't really been able to delve into anything besides movies uh, Marvel studios um until uh-huh. now so now we have the TV shows and the movies and we can kind of get some context as to how they line up with each other and Um, where they go um, in regards to one another. Um, But another thing I did want to mention um, that I really enjoyed um, was the scene at Ned's Lola's house um, where he's with um, MJ. And um, I know for a lot of people, that's a favorite scene just because of the Peter Parker reveals. But like, and obviously that was really fun for me to see too. But like, I'm Filipino. um, So the same uh, heritage as Ned's character and um, Jacob Badalon who portrays Ned. Um, And so seeing his Lola, um, which is his grandmother, um, and hearing her speak Tagalog, which is um, one of the languages in the Philippines, was just really satisfying and rewarding for um, a Marvel fan, um, especially a Filipino Marvel fan, um, and it was it was kind of awkward, but also fun to be one of the few people while I was watching it to understand what was going on before Ned ever translated anything. Right. Um, so it was just my when I got to see it. It was actually kind of a small theater. Um, and it wasn't full surprisingly, but I guess other people were going at different times because I know it was really difficult to still um, get tickets at my theater, but um, it was just me and my sister who pretty much understood what was going on before translations and we not <laughs> even fluent. Um, but it was just nice to see, because we, you know, a lot of times minorities don't get those moments in big things, especially Marvel, anything as big as Marvel.
0: No, definitely. I I feel the same way. I I get times when there's a movie randomly that'll have like Hindi or Gujarati, um, which are like languages I understand. And I'll be like, "Oh, I know what that guy's saying," <laughs> and and I'll like translate it to like my friends, like just until like laugh because it's something funny sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely fun. Like really cool when. When you can make a connection like your personal connection to a movie like that um and i think that like obviously a lot more and we're seeing that a lot more happen now so that's definitely fun
1: and i really um, liked the um just to interject the in that scene mm-hmm. um having andrew garfield as spider-man go across to the ceiling mm-hmm. to go get spider webs out of the corner was pretty fun uh, right mm-hmm.
0: it- that was uh, it was uh, the whole thing like her her his like Ned's grandma was like really funny like just the whole like she was like and, and I like that they didn't do subtitles like because I don't think mm-hmm. necessarily like not not that it was not important what she was saying but it was fun because like with the her and Ned's interaction I thought that mm-hmm. what made the scene better too like mm-hmm. like we don't necessarily need to see like what she's necessarily saying verbatim but we mm-hmm. got the gist of what was going on because the way she was acting to things that were happening. So you kind of put two and two together that like she's kind of upset that these guys have appeared out of nowhere and right. shooting webs and stuff in her kitchen. So yeah, um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, let's move on. And the next one, I think you wanted to mention in the mural that you had noticed something.
2: Yeah, so um, when Peter goes back to school, um, and now everyone knows who he is um and so now everyone at midtown is like oh spider-man goes to this school um and then when Peter first gets in there and he's greeted by like some of the staff and faculty um and like the background of um the shot with peter there's like a mural on like the wall at midtown and uh i think this is also in homecoming um but i I don't remember seeing it then or um, pointing it out then, but uh, when I watched No Way Home, I remember just like looking and I'm pretty, there's like a an inclusion of Howard Stark um, in the mural, which I think is, is a fun little Easter egg. Um, and something that you could like easily miss just cause it's like a mural and there's like a bunch of other people obviously included too, but.
0: Yeah, it, like Einstein I think was in it.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, go
0: ahead. That, I don't know, I'll just say, yeah, I think there was like people in like history, so like Einstein was mm-hmm. there. I think I think Hank Pym was included too. Uh,
2: yeah, I think I read that as well, but I I think I was I, I was stuck in the fact that I was like, is that Howard? Um, especially knowing uh uh that in the MCU they've had two different actors for Howard. Um but then right. it was also kind of covered, so I was like is that Howard or not? Um, And I was like, am I seeing things or am I right? But I guess I was right because I saw other people say it too, eventually, so.
0: No, definitely, definitely. Um, And then the last one you had, uh, something connecting like from the first movie uh, you wanted to mention as well.
2: Oh yeah, Um, so it was in uh, in Homecoming um, where there's that part where Peter, he skips school to go, you know, Spider Man and be a superhero, um, trying to prove that he can do more than just be the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Um, and he was like the sh- a boat, the ship, or whatever I can't remember now. I'm, I'm drawing a blank, but um, when he's trying to like web that back together after it was split apart, and then Tony comes in his Iron Man suit, um, and Peter thinks it's just the suit. Um, that's empty and not an actually Tony in it. Um, But then he gets in trouble for uh, skipping school and lying. And then Tony takes the suit. And then, um, but one of the things is that because Tony wants to take back this suit from Peter, Peter doesn't have anything to wear. Um, And so he like gets him just like these cheap tourist clothes that you'll like find everywhere in Manhattan. Um, Yeah, so he has the- I survived my trip to NYC shirt Um, and it's like huge on him in homecoming. But I think it was like in one of the opening um, moments of the movie when they're kind of dealing with like the aftermath of the Spider-Man's Peter Parker reveal where um, Peter's just randomly wearing that shirt in his and Aunt May's apartment. Um, And you see that it's that same shirt, but now he's grown into it. Which kind of like is nice to see how much time has gone by, um, and to see that he's actually grown up, but then still kind of give a little bit of a nod to that first um, MCU Spider-Man film.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Like the um, either he's just like taller, or also like gotten stronger too. So <laughs> probably is filled in the shirt um, yeah. from that. It's. Uh, I like those little connections, like when they when when they bring things back. It's so, like, yeah, I remember that from the original movie, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely fun. Um, but I'll go ahead and give my thoughts on, on the movie. Um, yeah, so overall, I, I I really enjoyed it. Like, I was I was super hyped, like for the movie to come out. I've been hyped for like a year, I feel like, because I was so excited to see this movie, and I, I was kind of also getting nervous, like, man, I really hope they don't they don't screw it up somehow because obviously it's hard to do a trilogy. Any tr- Anytime you do a trilogy, it's tough It's to make. Um, obviously, the first two movies were done well. I mean, obviously, there's criticisms involved in every movie. But for the most part, Homecoming and Far From Home um, were, were well-regarded for the most part. So having finished this off, and especially with so much hype involved, and you're bringing so many different characters into it, obviously not... It's easier when you're not necessarily introducing a lot of new characters uh, because the characters that were supposedly going to be in the movie, everyone already knew who they were, like the actors and from previous movies. But still, it's it's there's a lot of moving parts, so you get nervous. Like, okay, I hope they don't, you know, kind of rush it or they don't, you know, pace the story properly. But I thought they did. I thought they did pretty well with that. I thought they did a really good job of of connecting, you know. Uh, the villains connecting uh, Peter Parker the storyline, the aftermath of uh, far from home making that connection, obviously. Um, one thing I'll say that I can I'm concerned with for the end of the movie. I't do know if I was concerned. I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued and curious to see how they'll uh, go forward with it because so we are gonna give away obviously we've been giving away spoilers. Um, Oops, <laughs> we got, to, we got to mention that. Uh, but I mean, if you're if you're if you haven't seen the movie, and I don't know what the hell you're doing listen to. it. Mean, you,
1: you clicked on this link, so you knew we were talking about Spider
2: Man. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> but the 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 end when May, uh, when Aunt May they they were really bold. I thought it was a bold decision to for them to kill Aunt May. It was very bold, uh, and not to say I didn't I disliked them doing it. Um, in all all iterations of Spider Man, while he's alone as Spider Man, Peter Parker always has somebody in his life. Like he has Aunt May, or eventually Gwen Stacy, or even Harry Osborn for a little bit, or Mary Jane. Eventually, obviously they obviously get married. Um, he's never like alone, alone. Peter Parker is never alone on his own. Just nobody knows who he is or whatever. So that's that's intriguing to me, and like. That's when, in, in in the past, in the comics and stuff like that, when he's really alone, he kind of becomes better. So I'm 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 intrigued at how they'll they'll handle that. And and as they go and forward to part four, and we'll talk about p- part four later in the show. But that's, I guess I like I said, not a con- maybe maybe concern isn't right, um, but I, I'm intrigued because like, I, I get that they needed to do the. With great powers comes great responsibilities, and they need to have Peter Parker learn that lesson. Uh, there needs to be consequences. Spider-Man, there's always consequences um, to whatever he does. Like for every win Spider-Man has, Peter Parker usually takes two losses. Like every every comic book, it's like that. Like yeah, he beats the bad guy, but in the end, something like he lost something while he while he did the right thing that's that's what um, Spider-Man's always been about. So I, I do like that they introduced that element because that's what element I think was missing in the first two movies. And the, the criticism for the first, that criticism was just for the first two movies that like, you know, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man didn't really face the consequences that he normally does or the things that he no- the, um, normally does. So. Those are my thoughts in, in that regards to the movie. So I, like I said, I really loved the movie. I, I thought how they the pace and everything, the acting. Um, Willem Defoe, oh my God, he was just marvelous. Like, that's, can't, incredible. Like, I don't, I, I think like it's settled that I don't think they can have another Green Goblin because he, like, people will just not, I don't know if people will like it as much because he's just so great at it. If, if there's a Green Goblin, it has to be him again somehow um because he's just so elite at it and at least so soon i mean if, in spider-man 4 I, I don't know people will like it as much if there's a green goblin in there um because he's he's just so great at the acting like you tell, hear stories about how um zendaya was saying like how they he was scaring people on the set like he'd be so nice and pleasant off 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 camera and then switch into his role as Green goblin and just be like like so menacing, like they were like, they would like freak out a little bit because he was so like great at his job. So, yeah, I mean, all that was great. Obviously, and like I said, the, just that little part that was for me concerning, but we'll move on into my little Easter eggs uh, here. Um, I always like to point out one thing when, when we talk about all these shows is obviously MCU does over overall, MCU does their own things, they have their own storylines. Um, But sometimes they do take bits from the comic book. Um, And this is very loosely, they took like the storyline. There's a storyline called One More Day. Um, It's a comic book they had, uh, although you can throw on that picture really quick of the comic book. Uh, But yeah, so that's in there. Like I said, very loosely, uh, One More Day, as far as... uh, They had, they had, um, in that, in that kind of book, obviously he goes to Dr. Strange to try to make Dr. Strange forget, uh, who Peter Parker is because he's that, that this is post civil war when he, he does that reveal in the comics that he's Spider-Man or Peter Parker and Spider-Man.
1: I think you made to say it from Mephisto. He went to Mephisto.
0: No, no, no. So he in the comics. He goes to Dr. Strange originally
1: okay but well,
0: yeah, Oh, yeah oh yeah doctor strange then says yeah he can't do anything like he tells him no from then mephisto
1: okay
0: approaches him like on un- un- like originally uh, spider-man Peter Parker doesn't know that he's talking to mephisto after he leaves like the centaurum mm-hmm. um but yeah so there there's another little Easter egg in, in regards to mephisto I thought it was there's there's a devil in disguise, like when Peter's walking into high, the high school with Ned and and MJ. I thought devil in disguise. That's a that's a little nod to the comic as well because it says, um, like I said, like with with still being involved in the comic. Uh, I think they they tried to add that in there as well. Um, and then the and then the other one when he's in. The, in the movie when he's in uh, the Centaurum and he's talking to Dr. Strange and Dr. Strange is doing that spell um, similar storyline again when he asks Dr. Strange to make everyone but MJ forget because in the comic that's what he does and it's a kind of like a little you know throw throw throwback to the comic a nod to the comic I should say uh, as far as what what they were kind of making that connection. Uh, the next one I thought was cool was when he is on the bridge and Dr. Octopus is appearing. Um, not that one, although the one, yeah, that's correct. So you see the suit there, the way that it's similar to in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. Uh, later, eventually, the tie gets cut off to this the same way that you see um, Toby's tie getting cut off, I thought that was a nice little nod uh, to Spider-Man Three and obviously the previous movies. And then the next one again, it's a, it's kind of turned into a meme with Norman Osborn when they are in the dungeon and Norman says, you know, I I, I you know I'm something of a scientist myself. That that's a throwback to the first Spider-Man movie when he. Mentions that, uh, like, yeah, so that that's turned into kind of a funny meme people use uh, over the years. But it's a kind of it was a kind of funny moment. Like he fu- he like like almost comically says that you know you know I'm something of a scientist myself in the dungeon. Is just a kind of nod to that. Um, and then finally, my last Easter egg that I wanted to mention or little thing that I saw in in the end when the multiverse begins to crack. Um, I couldn't find the exact pictures, but I was like, I saw the movie twice.
1: Uh, the I don't mean to ask you how many times have you seen it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went, I went twice. I, I, I definitely wanted to go again because I wanted to make sure if I missed anything, I wanted to pay extra attention, especially in the end when that multiverse was cracking. And, I, and finally, in the end, I, I noticed, because originally I only noticed one character, but then when I went back the second time, I noticed a couple of more. And in that I noticed, so I noticed, originally I had noticed Rhino when he, when it was cracking, like the, the a silhouette of Rhino. And then this time when I went back the second time to watch it, I also noticed the Scorpion and I noticed Craven the Hunter. Um, I don't know if they, I don't know if they'll bring those characters in uh, in Spider-Man 4. But I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Uh, uh, apparently, kinda... um Black Cat is also in there too, which I didn't honestly I only saw it once and I it was not able to decipher anything, but I've heard um reports online that Black Cat was also in that. Okay. Um, okay. In there too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. Like I'm hoping like they bring some of these into the MCU because I know they're tra- they're doing weird things with that Sony verse and Sony Spider Verse and the MCU, and I don't know. Carl and I have a lot of opinions on those. It's kind of mm-hmm. confusing the way they're setting up, but uh, but yeah. So that I thought that was neat. Like I like seeing that. Um, I'm hoping, like I said, I hope like Kraven the Hunter would be pretty cool if somehow they brought him in. Um, I, li- I like I like because Kraven the Hunter is probably one of Spider Man toughest villains that he faces in the comics. So um yeah, it'll be pretty cool to to see him involved. But yeah, that's my uh stuff that like I said, the things I like, things I was concerned about with the Aunt May part and little Easter eggs. So Carl, I'll let you take off. I know you had uh I'll let let you go now because I know you had a lot of stuff, a lot of thoughts that you wanted to uh get off and a couple of things that you wanted to point out as far as a couple of uh, easter eggs or things that you had noted
1: yeah um so it's kind of uh i have basically it's a pro con list things that i like things that i don't like but overall i'll just talk about the movie first um of course i thought it was very good um i thought it was I think it's definitely the best MCU movie of the year, but I still like WandaVision more than this as far as MCU content uh, from 2021. Um, But overall, still a really good movie. Um, Definitely the best of the three Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man movies and definitely better than all of the Andrew Garfield movies. Uh, It's just whether or not I think it's better than Spider-Man 2. And I'm still kind of... Because uh, I don't like to make decisions like that right away, typically, um, so I'll sit on that for like a year before I make a decision on that. Uh, Spider-Man and I did Spider Man two, two with, with Toby, Toby one? Okay. yeah, because um, I, I totally watched Spider Man One, Two, and Three, and Homecoming before um, watching uh, uh, No Way Home, just as a warmer. I didn't have time to do Far From Home, but uh, and I don't own the, the Andrew Garfield movies because. not great, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I remember enough from them. So, uh, generally if I don't like it, I'm not going to buy it. So uh, anyway, uh, I thought it was a great movie. Um, it's really fun. It has tons of Easter eggs, as we've been pointing out. Um, really good acting from Tom, uh, William was fantastic. And, uh, especially me getting to watch or have uh, watching Spider-Man one and seeing, uh, Norman Osborn and Green Goblin in that movie and then seeing him in No Way Home it's just like he was such an underappreciated acting performance in the first Spider-Man movie and now we're getting more of it like I absolutely love the fight with him uh, and Peter in uh, Happy's apartment and they're just crashing through the floors and Peter just punching and punching him, and he's just like <laughs> like all of that I was like yes that is a crazy person I love this and uh just all of the, the content with Norman was uh, 10 out of 10. Like, I absolutely loved it. And, um, decent character development, a lot of uh, fun things, but, uh, I don't want to get into too much specifics and, until we get into uh, my list. But I, I think, uh, first off, we can talk about one thing that I liked about the movie, and that is, uh, Charlie Cox, Daredevil, uh, is, back uh in and he's in the mcu officially this is his first mcu appearance and although it was a little i mean i, I guess like it was a easter egg for him catching that um uh, whatever was a brick that went through the yeah. window um i thought that probably shouldn't have done that but still yeah. um it was still fun to see see that because it just kind of tips like oh he had there's something strange with him um at the end of the day, I don't think anyone's going to remember that anyway because no one remembers who Peter Parker is, so it doesn't matter. Um, but, yeah, it was still, like, he's here. And uh, with Kingpin and uh, the Hawkeye series uh, showing up there and just, just more promises to come, I'm pretty hyped um, because yeah, I, I think
0: – I did a fist pump in the theater when Charlie Cox was like, yes! <laughs> yes, yes, right, right. And I love Daredevil, and I love that I've, – I've said before that Daredevil – Netflix the series is my favorite show. Like I love that show so Absolutely.
1: much. Absolutely. I just Top wanted notch. to oh go ahead
2: say something real quick. I was curious, what was the reaction like for when you all saw um, the movie and Charlie Cox's um, Matt Murdock came onto the screen? Because I feel like in my screening, it wasn't as um, much of a thrilling like cameo as it was for mm-hmm. like other people. Like there were some cheers and whatnot. Like. From me um especially like i feel like <laughs> right. i was disappointed that there weren't more people like excited as as excited as i was i was like what why aren't we why aren't we cheering more yeah,
1: yeah i feel the same way i think the exact same thing happened because like when andrew garfield was revealed i'm like this is like literally the worst kept secret in ho- hollywood that andrew garfield and toby mcguire are in this movie so when they came people were audibly yelling and screaming you uh, know that but uh, Charlie Cox was like a rumor. We didn't know for sure if he was going to be in it uh, or if he could show up somewhere else. So when he came, I was super pumped. But like no, like you said, like in your theater, I don't think anyone really, it didn't really yeah, uh, I, register with anyone.
0: So the first one, first time I went, people were excited. Like people, like, I, I think people, not as excited when when Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire came, but there were some people that like, Gassed, or like I was in a pretty. I was in a larger theater. I was in a like, not an IMAX, but my my local one of my local theater has like a like a multiplex, if you will, and they have like a huge theater that fits like five hundred people. Um, so it's I mean it might be a little smaller than an IMAX, but it's not like the huge like an IMAX IMAX. But uh, th- there was a lot of people in there, so definitely there was a lot more emotion and 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 cheering involved and you know reactions in general throughout the movie when different things were happening that you know people were getting emotional about various parts of the movie so there was a little gasp but <coughs> excuse me i apologize got a little cough um but yeah th- there was a little reaction but not as much when toby and andrew appeared and i and i think me too i, I was just kind of zoned out zoned in on on the on on charlie cox being there so i was also really super excited so maybe i didn't notice that as much either Mm -hmm. but i was like yes finally he's he's back so Mm -hmm. i was just excited about that as well so maybe i didn't miss but i i think i'm pretty confident in saying that like andrew garfield and toby definitely got a bigger ovation than charlie cox and and maybe a lot of people haven't watched the netflix series maybe that's why too like not as yeah. if
1: you're at home and you haven't watched the daredevil netflix show it's easily the best even i would put even above WandaVision and falcon and winter soldier and loki and all of this i would still say it's absolutely better it's three seasons it's absolutely better than all of those and whether or not that continuity matters if it's canon uh it really shouldn't come into play uh because you'd be missing out on uh vincent d'onofrio's excellent kingpin character if you just skip it and think oh it's not canon so i'm not gonna watch it. no absolutely watch it it may be canon like there may be parts of it that are canon parts of it that are not or they're just going I, we don't know yet but uh either way still uh the best marvel show uh, that they that exists at the point at this point i would say so yeah i was, yeah. I
2: was just curious because uh because of like the reactions that like I experienced like in my screening I was curious whether it was just because people weren't familiar with mm-hmm. like yeah. Daredevil um, and so they didn't know who it was which I don't think would be a surprise just given that Spider-Man just generally is really popular so you're going to you'll probably have had a lot of people watching No Way Home who just don't even know that like Daredevil exists or that there are even like Marvel shows on Netflix um So yeah, right. I was just curious as to how that is with with this movie in particular.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how like popular Charlie Cox is either. Like if you like, obviously I know who Charlie Cox is simply because of the Daredevil show, but I don't know what else he's been in. I don't pay attention no to idea. a lot of like, I don't pay attention to a lot of things like that. So I don't know like how much of like a household name he is either. um If he is a household name at all. Like obviously, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are, are are bigger names too in general. So, um, and Spider Man is Spider Man. So those movies, even if you know eventually you know fizzled out, their, ver- their version their versions of the movies fizzled out. It, they still got a lot of fanfare, so they p- people know they're, who those guys are more so. So that could have played into it as well, for sure.
1: All right, so Salim, I'm gonna. Uh... Go through this list, and I'm gonna ask you, because I got quite a bit here. uh, I can do all the pros first, and then cons afterward, or I can go back and forth. I'll give you the choice on that.
0: Um, let's let's do uh, all the uh, uh, let's do back and forth. So we're not back and
1: forth. All right. So yeah, um, this is totally just worth discussing. Um, Feel free to comment, interject, uh, either one of you uh, at any point. Whatever I'm saying here, because um, I think it's all worth discussing. Um, So my first pro thing that I liked about this movie um, is that Jamie Foxx is uh, Electro significantly better than he was in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two. Like it's night and day how much better he was. Because I absolutely hated his character in the Amazing (laughs) Spider-Man Two. He was he was just frustratingly bad. And it wasn't because Jamie Foxx isn't a good actor, because he's a, like an award winning actor. He's done so much in his career. Uh, he's a world class entertainer. But the character that they made him portray was terrible, uh, completely yeah. unlikable as Max Dylan. And then, well, maybe if you like some charming with his awkwardness, I don't know. Maybe that's, you know, what to each his own. But once he had his powers, he was just so. Um, I guess dark is like, I, I can say that for both of the Andrew Garfield movies, they're just really dark and they didn't have the charm that all of the other Spider-Man movies had. So he was just, um, blue. He was just, just a blue, blue. dude. <laughs> and then like one of the things like it really uh, sent me when watching the amazing Spider-Man two, I don't know if you remember this, this scene, but it sticks with me. It's just, it, I don't know why, but there's this part where he's talking to, I guess, uh, Harry. I don't remember. Who he was talking to but then he just like goes into the wire or whatever and he just kind of just like that it was like so boring it was so ugly him going into like electricity i'm like they could have done something cooler and he just he, anyway he's so much better and he just got to be himself he wasn't a weakling he, he pretty much was just acting like jamie fox though. icon like, um, just like himself but still he got a huge upgrade he got the uh the arc reactor the the new suit uh, he had motivations, he had um, desires, and, and all of that. He just felt like a relatively fully fleshed-out character. Um, as far as the next thing, um, I'm going to go with the cons now. I actually didn't like some of the dialogue um, in this movie, especially between all of the different Spider-Mans. Uh, in particular... I'm like, actually, I do like when they were all on the sexual liberty and they were talking about uh, the web shooters and all of that stuff and all of that. But um, some dialogue before that just felt a little too awkward, which is kind of weird to, for me to say, because I know Peter Parker is an awkward character in general, uh, just like a nerd. So you put three nerds that are the same person next together, the They're probably going to be awkward, but I think the dialogue could have been better. Um, still be awkward but just a little bit better of an exchange and felt more satisfying Um, especially when you have unresolved storylines or just curiosities about what happened with Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man and they paid some of that off with um, talking about him and MJ actually working things out and getting married so like that was cool and but we really didn't get anything out of Andrew Garfield unless you like you said you've seen it twice do you remember them actually saying what happens to andrew garfield spider-man after he fought rhino in that little little post-credits thing
0: well so they mentioned like in, in the lab scene when they're working on um the the cures for the rest of the villains um outside of dr octopus they're, they're him and and toby are talking andrew and toby are talking and obviously, Toby mentions he has uh, MJ, and they work things out. Mm-hmm. And he and Andrew's like, "How about you?" Like, "Oh, he's like, you know, there's not much time for Peter Parker." And Toby kind of says, "You know, hang in there. Things will get better." You know, so maybe that's a hint towards him eventually meeting mm-hmm. his MJ, like in his mm-hmm. universe. That's a nod towards that. You know, I, I, I will get more into that because i think there's something to talk about as far as spider-man 3 um we'll we'll we'll, we'll revisit that conversation because we are mm-hmm. going to talk about that later in the episode as well but i think yeah, that kind of hinted to towards it yeah so uh, definitely i think they were hinting towards that for sure
1: mm-hmm. all right so back on the positive side um i like that andrew garfield's spider-man had a redemption moment with saving mj uh, that just, it meant a lot to his character to be able to redeem himself from not saving Gwen Stacy in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, so I just thought that was, that's probably the most uh, significant thing that happened with Andrew's Spider-Man in this whole movie, was uh, him being able to save MJ. Um, okay, and the con negative which you were mentioning earlier salim about aunt may's death um i also i didn't like it but i think you know for different reasons like and i totally understand why she had to die because if they're going with the 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 plot of everyone that knows who peter parker is or will forget him so aunt may can't forget peter parker and then just exist and then he would just be trying to convince her constantly hey i am your nephew i am your nephew It wouldn't work that would be really weird and then she'd probably think he was like stalking her or something like that so she had to go and that was like the only real thing holding him back from being able to complete that spell because with mj and ned there's friends and stuff but and at least they got another life. They got to go to MIT. They're still friends uh, and all of that. But that wouldn't work with Aunt May. It just, is, it just isn't. And that's the only family that he has. So she had to die. But I still would have rather it been someone else. Because like you said, he he always has somebody. And if it's not MJ or Gwen or Harry or somebody, at least Aunt May is around. Uh, Even, you know, she's died many times in the comic books, but, you know, obviously she comes back because she, he needs somebody. Uh, I would have rather it had been uh, happy though that had passed away uh, in that moment, in that scene. Uh, Obviously that would make a lot of things have to switch, move around. Um, But if you kill happy Hogan instead of on May, it kind of sends John Favreau, like, thank you. Like, You've been here long enough since 2008 with the Iron Man movie. time to move on, I highly doubt Gwyneth Paltrow even wants to come back to do any more uh, Pepper Potts stuff, unless she's in the um, the Armor Wars series with um, Don Cheadle, which you know we don't know. But like all of the Iron Man characters are kind of not necessary outside of War Machine uh, at this point. So I would have rather seen Happy Go. And it still would have been an emotional thing because they have a bond. It still would have been important, and but again, that changes the whole plot of everyone that knows Peter uh, will forget about him. So you, it would have to have been a different spell or a different result or something like that, uh, which is you know writing. But that's this is how I felt. All right. Um, yeah, I uh, just, oh, go, just ahead. Really quick, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I wanted to mention like I that, that that's that is also true too, and, and I wonder like. That's what I think. Like I just, I just worry about like how they'll approach that into the next movies because, like I said, I know, like him being like, my like my biggest concern, like I said, is him being completely alone. Peter Parker being completely alone, and obviously you also see that little, um, little thing where he's gonna go get his GED now. Um, or and another thing I wanted to mention that I liked, I, I really liked that they showed him using his intelligence, in the, when he's fighting. Like, especially in the scene when they're in the mirror, mirror, mirror realm, he's like, "Oh, this is just geometry," and he's mm-hmm. like, "You know, that's huge." That Spider-Man always—he's just—he's not just a guy that uses his brawn to, you know, just beat up the bad guy. He's <laughs> a guy that uses his brain. He's a scientist. He's a scientist first, so he always uses his brain to fight to defeat his his enemies or whoever he's fighting. Um, and not necessarily say Doctor Strange and that's is an enemy, but in that moment he's, you know, trying to, you know, win against Doctor Strange. So he uses his intelligence to win. Um, and then obviously him doing like lab work in general throughout the movie, like doing the, the when he's trying to make the cures, you know, that's Spider-Man too. He always goes to the lab and figure mm-hmm. tries to figure out a cure or a device or whatever have you that he's created that will help him um in whatever you know situation that he's in that's why i like that um well and i forgot what i was gonna what what i was i always do this like, <laughs> My my mind just tracks off um I, there was a reason i was doing talking about this um shoot now i can't remember go ahead and you're frozen all right but, yeah we'll go there's ahead. a reason i was gonna say i was bringing that up now i totally forgot uh,
1: All right. So uh, the one another thing that I liked about the movie would be uh, the lizard actually speaking, like having speaking parts Uh, wasn't much. But um, I was afraid that in the trailer, because the trailer um, also with Sandman being restored back to um, his human fleshy self being cured, lizard being cured. um, I thought that was just nice. Because the trailer almost, if I just look off of that, I would have thought they both stayed in their transformed state. The entire movie stayed as CG assets and never had the opportunity to speak or be human again, uh, just based off of the trailer. So um, I was just happy to see that he had speaking lines, uh, again, very small, basically saying, hey, do you want to be a lizard too? Uh, but not much after that. Um, and then just seeing Sandman actually being restored because he's not all that bad of a guy. However, um, going into my cons is still talking about them is that they were completely underdeveloped. Like this was a, a Doc ox slash uh, Green Goblin focus as far as the villains with a little bit of love thrown towards Electro. But Lizard basically spent most of the time in a jail or in a van uh so we didn't really do much and we did see him transform back to human at the end but even then it was like it's kind of a waste bringing that actor out there for the five seconds that he was actually on screen for as himself um and sandman i, I was getting pleased to see him back uh restored but his motivations were a little weird um i just felt like we could have done more with them and uh even had uh which i kind of will come back to this later but it would have been nice to see some post-credits scenes like a prologue of all of these characters going back um but again i'll I'll get back into that in uh momentarily because it's kind of a, a different discussion um all right, we talked about Norman being awesome so we'll move on to um something i mentioned with you Celine before and they did it is that he's back to basics so uh he he's back to a cloth costume that he sewed himself uh there's no stark tech there's no ai there maybe he has uh you know his web shooters and some web spider tracers and and Maybe some small time stuff that he has to make on his own, but for the most part, the Tony Stark era is over with. And I think that's a good thing. Um, because this MCU Spider Man for me, although good, still didn't feel quite like Spider Man because of his, um, over reliance on all of the, uh, Tony Stark stuff. Cool costumes, uh, really, um, really interesting things being done some easter eggs like with the iron spider costume and stuff but at the end of the day spider-man is just a dude in the costumes web shooters and his intelligence and i really want that spider-man to show up so i'm actually more excited for the future of spider-man movies with tom holland um than i am with even with this movie uh whether or not they do more crossovers and stuff it really doesn't matter uh, I just want to see what MCU's take on a classic um, young adult Spider-Man too, because this thing, uh, like I said before, that my favorite Spider-Man is the era of him being in college, young adult sort of stuff, not high school and yeah. not too old, but just like just trying to figure things out with his life, and he'll have that opportunity now. Um, and I just re- I just yeah, remember
0: but- what. I just remember when before I went into my little rant about the science of reason I was going into that. They show him he's gonna take his GED, uh, to get his GED. I'm hoping that they have him in college, at least for a movie. And they show him trying to get, you know, his science degree, um, you know, in whatever like he's gonna be majoring in. But I hope that somehow like he ends up going like ESU or something like that, because obviously in the comics he goes to empire state university
1: yeah um, he ain't getting into mit
0: <laughs> well yeah obviously because no one knows who peter parker is anymore so those results are out out the door um, unless he has a um a matt damon like goodwill hunting thing where he just works at mit and then gets in because he's like super smart he shows that he's super smart anyways yeah so Nasha, th- mm-hmm. did you have any thoughts on on that as well like the The angle of them showing him being um, as far as, you know, getting, like, his GD and then obviously showing his, like, intelligence and things like that.
2: Yeah. uh, You mentioned before that the geometry um, tidbit. I thought that was really fun um, and nerdy in a very appropriate way um, Mm -hmm. that you'd expect out of him. Um, And I did like that quick shot. Where they, you know, give that glimpse of the GED like study book or whatever when he's moving into that new apartment and on his own completely. Um,
0: right.
2: Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I
0: hope that in the next movie he's in college and he's like I don't know how that'll work out, but yeah, mm-hmm. hopefully he's like seen as acknowledged as being this this really intelligent, um, you know person um because in the comics obviously he's not like you know Reed Richards or anything like that but he is like maybe like one of the 30 top 30 smartest people in uh the in the Marvel universe you know he's he's not you know he's a really bright person so that's that's an important part of who Spider-Man Peter Parker is so that's that's definitely going to be something we like to see yeah
2: um just one more thing on the like the GED like bit, I think it was important to like, it's like such a small moment, but it helps provide so much context as to like what exactly the state of the world is for him and everyone else in relation to him. Because like, yeah, no one knows Peter Parker, but that doesn't exactly mean he couldn't try to go back to not necessarily Midtown, but at least just any other high school and try to like somehow like enroll there and get his like degree or his diploma um, and then, you know, try to go to college after that. Um, but like now we know he's kind of just. Giving up on that and just going straight to the G.E.D. and figuring out where he can go from there. Right, right. Yeah. And everything
1: and, uh, isn't uh, which is like really important to Spider-Man's character, that everything isn't glitz and glamour and, you know, money fixes everything for him. He has to literally start his life all over. He has no family he's going back to school to get his ged he has to get like a regular job uh he sewed his costume himself he didn't have it handed to him like this is showing you the struggles of peter parker like spider-man gets all of the fame and recognition and some of the infamy as well if it's j jonah jameson but Mm -hmm. for the most part He does all this stuff for free. He doesn't get paid for it. And he's not uh, living this uh, life at the Avengers Tower or the mansion or uh, getting chauffeured here and there or going on jet planes and stuff like all this stuff's done and over with. And he is back to uh, living an everyday struggle, which is like the biggest thing about Spider-Man is that he's super relatable to almost any regular person there is.
0: He's back to being the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, right? That's that's what he is. Like you see him swinging through a neighborhood. In the end, um, I I had I forgot to send pictures to Aldo, but I had taken the snapshots. Uh, I had found the images of his costume, and mm-hmm. it's right from the, it's right from the comics. Right. Like his his costume is exactly the way it is in the comics. Um, the the red and the blue, the way it's so the the spider in the front and then the the, the spider in the back. That's that's from the comics. I know some people were saying it's a, it's a nod to Andrew Garfield's costume and Tobey Maguire's, but I don't think so. It's just, it's from the comics.
1: Um, no, I, I mean, I would say before this costume, the Andrew Garfield from Amazing Spider-Man 2 was the most comic accurate one. Yeah. Uh, and my favorite one by far. But this one is like, the way the blue looks on that costume, is just like, it's just so beautiful to me. And that yeah. it is, like, everything, every detail, they they nailed it. And they, they didn't try to sit there and, like, let's put our own spin on it. Or let's try to make, no, they just, like, he's been wearing this since 19s, you know, whatever. Or sixty three, you know, yeah. more or less. Like, sure, he had the black costume and some other color changes. But for what it's worth, the costume has not changed very much over the years. And every movie has done something in their own unique way. Um, but this one is, like. No, this is that's spot on, right? Right, all right. Um, lastly, before we uh move on, uh, which is kind of getting into uh, what we want to talk about at the end anyway, is um, everyone got cured Green Goblin, Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro, and uh, um, the lizard. Which, by the way, that's only five, that is not six. Um, As far as Sinister Six, Venom's in there, but that's not, he wasn't really there. Um, So I won't call this a Sinister Six. But everyone got cured, and my curiosity is that, okay, it's kind of an open thread, because when they came, what they said when they came, is they came right before they died. So Doc Ock, with the sun falling down on him, and he's going into the river right before that death, he gets transported out of there and he's in this movie before I mean, like I'm trying to make sense of it because it means also like uh, Norman, he gets impaled by the goblin glider. So they're saying before that happens, he gets pulled out and comes to no way home. He gets cured. He goes back. When does he go back? Does he die when he goes back? Does he not die when he goes back? does he not get impaled? Because that completely changed. Does he go back to the same time point that he left? Because that completely changes the timeline if he does. And I I feel like we needed some sort of prologue or some, so something to res, you know, as a resolution, because if he goes back and he, at the same time he left, he's still alive. That means uh, Harry doesn't hate Peter Parker for killing his dad because he didn't Died. that means he never became green goblin and he never died fighting venom like that's like a oh, completely changing that storyline and if he doesn't and maybe he goes back at the uh you know current timeline like current time as this, toby is you know, old peter parker that means he would have been dead for however long and then now he's back and they have to explain why he's alive again so there's this kind of stuff like that um, also with vulture and uh or not vulture excuse me that's a whole nother thing with uh, uh, the lizard and electro and stuff they had the same deal they were they died fighting spider-man and they go back so how how does that affect those universes and those characters and i feel like the, leaving that open-ended it was a, a negative to me
0: yeah i see what you mean um kind of confusing and if Because it it changes a lot. Because he obviously talks about how Harry Osborn died, and Harry Osborn is an interesting character. I want to get into later, um, because they don't mention either Harry Osborn in this movie. Like they mention his name. Well, they mention his name, but they don't. You know, it's interesting that if everyone that knows Peter Parker is supposed to come to this universe, but Harry Osborn didn't come. Exactly. So. Um, I mean, Jay Franco
1: get, being the issue, probably, but.
0: But, uh, I mean, they could have had uh, De Haven, uh, Dane De Haven, somehow yeah. up here, but he didn't. So I want to get into that um, later. And yeah, um, go ahead the, and start I that now. Theor- uh, theory as well. But yeah, we'll move on. Like So we'll, we'll talk about the post credit scene. Obviously, they show uh, to- Tom Hardy sitting at a bar. It, it, that was weird to be a little bit because they're searching. For these, you know, images or glimpses or whatever that on their radar that from another universe, but they didn't sense Tom Hardy for some reason. I don't. I didn't get that. Um, That was kind of confusing. But it's kind of funny his bar scene. He's kind of just like his normal, like weird self. He's like trying to get notes on this universe that he's in. And then obviously after uh, after everyone is sent back home, so he gets sent back to his world or universe as well and we see a small little symbiote that gets left behind because he's about to like venom is about to say okay let's go to new york and go confront this spider-man guy and then and then all of a sudden he gets up and he vanishes but the little symbiote stays behind so i'm guessing that little symbiote is gonna crawl from, I don't know where they're, the Caribbeans. Mexico. To, or Mexico, all the way to uh, New York, eventually, to see Spider-Man. I'm guessing that's what that means. Um, what were your guys' thoughts? I'll start with Ashley um, on
2: that scene. Yeah, um, it was definitely it was weird to just see that, and that kind of left me confused, because I just, I was curious how all this magic and these spells work, then, because... Yeah, even if it wasn't, that little piece wasn't with, you know, Eddie Brock or whatever. It's like, why does the spell still not cater to that little symbiote if it's not from there? Right. Why is it that it's it was able to still somehow stay out of its its actual time? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, that's confusing too. Yeah, that's the whole thing, like that's... Like I thought the scene was funny, and I'm I Mm -hmm. guess like that's I guess that's the continuity error, right, in a sense, Um, because you're like, okay, why why didn't they detect Tom Hardy or not Tom Hardy, but Eddie Brock and Venom when they detected everyone else, and why did that symbiote was able to stay, that little sliver of symbiote Mm -hmm. was able to stay? That's interesting, yeah, definitely. Uh, Carl, how about you? What are your thoughts in general
1: about? Yeah, I'm with you guys on that. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, they got to make this stuff work. Like, yeah, they, like you know, they want people want um, Spider-Man and Venom to fight at some point, which raises bigger questions. If he's not staying in the MCU, he's just therefore blipping went back. That means at some point, because we know they're gonna do Spider-Man versus Venom somewhere, uh, whether or not. I mean i would assume they would do tom hardy versus tom holland and not do an mcu version of venom and not you know i, I mean who knows maybe we do get um tom hardy in the mcu as venom as a separate one from venom verse maybe that can happen right. um because we don't know like everyone um, just in general with loki they're variants and there's there, there could be a variant of or the sacred timeline version of tom, of, of eddie brock there could be, uh, which gets into Harry and stuff. Uh, there could be still a Harry Osborne and a Norman Osborne in the MCU that are not played by William Defoe uh, and they could still exist. Oscorp doesn't exist at the at, at this point, but they could still exist as people, uh, and maybe that even just, you know, get some some fires going in that regard. But, uh, but yeah, they have to explain some of this uh, and they have to make it happen some kind of way, uh, which I give you credit um, Celine, because you did point this out. Um, I didn't know. in that at the venom post credit scene that he actually said we have knowledge from the multiverse. I thought he said universe yep. and that's why I didn't believe you. But since he has knowledge from the multiverse, yes, it makes sense that he was even there to begin with because he knows from the uh uh, what's his name uh tofer Grace version of venom right. who Peter Parker is so it makes sense that he would be there. Uh, I was
0: right see how dare you, you were right me?
1: <laughs> I I misheard I only listened to so much um these old ears um but yeah but but that theory is not just checks out but it is valid that is why he was there. Uh, but it still raises a question as you just said why wasn't harry osborn in any version of harry osborn there uh and i'm pretty sure there's other characters that know who peter parker um what that was spider-man um if we go look at the tapes um why they weren't there even gwen like gwen could have been there right right so, right um yeah, yeah. Yeah, no,
0: and this to kind of move into the the Spider Man for what we want to see and stuff, and that's my theory and and why they didn't introduce Harry Osborn, because I I do think that they're going to bring in a Harry Osborn, um I I don't know how much they'll bring in a Norman Osborn, I mean like I said you know, MCU does their own thing, so they don't necessarily need to necessarily need to do like an Oscorp and and whatnot, um because I found it interesting like I said that. Neither Harry Osborns were brought into this movie, um, and I think that's telling. And um, for the fourth movie, like I, I, I do eventually want to see the black costume and and, and, a, and a, him fighting a Venom. Um, but I, I would hope the fourth movie they just let him be the regular yeah. Spider-Man for the entirety mm-hmm. of the movie, and maybe in the end of the movie, like in a post-credit scene or or at the last scene, he can become like the black suit that kind of helps him defeat his main villain or whatever. Um, and then going into like the second, like so. supposedly they're going to do another uh, trilogy. So then Spider-Man five can be when he has the black costume more so and so forth. But yeah, I, I, I find that interesting. And I do think Harry Osborn is going to be introduced. This universe is your Harry Osborn um, is going to be introduced. And I think they had rumor, like, I mean, I don't know if that's an actual rumor, but I think uh, pa- like passingly Tom, Holland mentioned like Timothy Chalamet playing Harry Osborne, um, which I think would be a solid choice, I think, in my opinion. But they said they would, uh, they could potentially bring him in. He doesn't have to be, um, like I said, he doesn't have to become the Green Goblin in this MCU. He could eventually become Venom um, in this universe. Uh, like they, because they could become best friends still
1: yeah. and
0: eventually spider-man will have a best friend that he and i know a lot of people are mentioning ned becoming the hobgoblin but i feel like that's too easy like especially when they know they talk about in this movie that i don't want to be you'll never i promise you i'll not become a villain to you or i won't try to hurt you so i think they kind of squash that that he's not going to be the
1: he doesn't remember remember saying that now so
0: I don't, know. I don't know i just think i don't i don't know i, I don't see it i don't they're not
1: friends become...
0: yeah well they aren't friends but that, i think they'll become friends again i mean i, I think they'll I'd be at some point and i'm i don't think they're writing those characters off so yeah,
1: um, yeah that's my question though like i just want more zendaya <laughs> that's all i mean like respect to like uh ned and everything but i want more mj however i can totally see them going in another direction um with the supporting cast like you said bringing in harry uh because harry is his best friend like you know uh despite uh all the comic book history harry is his best friend and uh ned Leeds was not really that in the comic books they kind of made him uh, the Ned leads in the MCU is a combination of multiple characters from the comic books. But uh, his uh, best friend is Harry Osborne. And right. personally, I would love to see um, they actually go in another direction with the Osborns. With um, one thing that we've never seen is like comic accurate looks for their hairstyles between maybe kind of sandman but i've seen so much fan art over the past couple of years of a black version of norman and harry where they have like waves like you know black people have like waves and stuff and they would just and it just has that and then he's actually a green goblin so i would love to see uh, a black norman and harry with with the waves And then, and then I guess like the mass is just a wave cap, but um, (laughs) but that was still it would be really cool to for a big change, and it would be a a great opportunity to make something different and diverse, as well as uh giving him a look that is kind of hard for you know, like somebody like William Dafoe to pull off, you have to cut his hair off or figure out something, but um, William Dafoe is amazing, but I think. We've already, other than J. Jonah Jameson, we've established that you can have the same character in different universes, and they look different. So, um, okay. I think it's, it, other than Jameson, we can we can totally do that. Um, we can ac- also, oh, I, I'm terrible with that. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot cast anything. Mind. No, I, I, to play them? no okay. I watch animated things, so I don't know people's faces. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, in bringing in like Gwen Stacy as well, and uh, another opportunity to move away from MJ, which again, I want Zendaya back, but, um, bringing in, um, Gwen Stacy and, um, even Captain Stacy and some other supporting mm-hmm. characters, even going some more of the modern characters, um, uh, would be a, a nice way to segue the Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. That'll be um yeah, it'll be interesting. Like as far as the think characters that do. How about how about you? Actually, have you thought about what you want to see in Spider-Man Four um, as far as characters and what they do with uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man, and so forth?
2: Yeah, um kind of going off what you both have mentioned in regards to like Harry and. Gwen, I can definitely see them being introduced into the MCU with this next film, especially knowing now Peter has just this great gigantic void in his life. He, he has no one, like we've mentioned, um, and discussed. And I think in, in the end of No Way Home, you see him kind of struggling to decide whether he really wants uh, MJ and Ned in his life again, or more so whether he wants to be in their lives again and put them through potentially all of this chaos and trauma and whatnot all over again. Um, just knowing how much danger he had already put them in. You can uh-huh. see, like, he really wants them to be in his life, but he doesn't know whether it's a good idea. And he, like, you see him, like, get rid of that, like, um, card with, like, what he wanted to say to like MJ or whatever. And I think introducing Harry and Gwen could be a good way to provide some contrast as to what Peter wants to do moving forward and whether he thinks it's better to move on from his past that no one else has any knowledge of uh, and wh- or whether he wants to just kind of start over completely um and move on to other people while still maybe like um giving some regard to the people of his past because that's just it'd be weird for him to not care about them anymore. Um but I think it'd be a good an interesting way to bring in those characters that we haven't been able to see in the MCU yet, um, from Marvel Studios, like we have in the the other Spider Man um films.
0: Yeah. You know I- and I know, Carl, you've mentioned that they're gonna do a Black Cat movie, but I would be kind of interested rumors. To say, I would be kind of interested if they bring Felicia Hardy slash Black Cat into the MCU because when he is alone, when like in the comics, when he doesn't have MJ anymore uh, and he's alone as Spider Man, he and uh, Black Cat and, and Spider Man kind of have a relationship. So that's yeah. something maybe they could tackle as well.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad sure. you mentioned that because I now actually would rather have Black Cat than to have Gwen Stacy. That's a character that we have not seen in, at yeah, all in exactly. any any of these exactly. movies. So you're giving, you know, because, you know, just like with uh, Homecoming and stuff like they didn't give us Spider-Man origin because we've had it so many times. We don't want to see the same stuff over and over again. I think that the this is being the end game for Spider-Man this is the opportunity to go in a completely new direction and introduce new characters. And Black Cat is a perfect example of a character that is both a anti-hero as well as a love interest for Peter slash Spider-Man. That would be a great direction for uh, him to go. It's just whether or not Sony wants to make this a Black Cat movie and keep it in their universe and do their own Black Cat universe stuff, a trilogy, or if they're going to have it be... Uh, officially an MCU character that they only use with the Spider-Man movies, which would right. be definitely better. And like she's not point. interesting outside of Peter.
0: No, exactly. I think she's very... Uh, she's she's a big character with Peter Parker's Parker side, or with Spider-Man, not so much Peter Parker, because obviously if, uh, yeah. she doesn't know who Peter Parker is, um, or if she doesn't know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And she but, doesn't yeah. care. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't care. She They, they just have that little because obviously she's introduced as a villain uh, because she's a cat bur- burglar burglar mm-hmm. um, and they eventually kind of have that situation kind of the same way as Batman and, and Catwoman have in in a sense
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that relationship as just Batman and Catwoman they have Spider-Man and, and the black cat have end up having a relationship and the villains I was thinking about I mean obviously it's Super early, who knows what will happen, especially with Kingpin. Like, I would like to see Kingpin just because I would like to see him fighting characters in the neighborhood, like doing like the fighting like mobs, mobsters. Because in the early on, that's what he really does. Before you, I mean, he does mix it up with super villains like the Green Goblin, um, the um, the, the vulture, and all these other you know villains. But I like, I, I do like like when remember when i mentioned the enforcers like it'd be kind of interesting like you know kingpin hires the enforcers and then and then scorpion he may has the scorpion made that could be interesting too just to kind of mix it it mix it in not there's a lot of things moving parts uh going on with that but those are like the villains i'm thinking about as well as for spider-man 4 because those are the mo- villains that he hasn't faced. That he does face a lot in the comic books. He hasn't faced the Scorpion. Obviously, the Enforcers have never been mentioned in any of the Mar- Marvel movies, or any of the Spider-Man movies. Um, obviously, there's uh, that, and then obviously Kingpin. He's Kingpin is an original Spider-Man um, villain, and then he eventually gets remade into this huge, like you know, elusive mobster that. Never gets arrested, is always able to get away and becomes a major Daredevil villain. But which makes yeah. it
1: nice that we had that crossover with Daredevil now, yeah, exactly. And maybe Although he, again, he doesn't remember that, but he's still there.
0: No, exactly. And, and Daredevil, because Spider Man and, and Daredevil, they're kind of in the same area when you know, mm-hmm. like the radius of where they cover their uh, a lot of their stuff. So. Um, them cro- they cross over a lot in the comics too, so I mean you could maybe have Charlie Cox in, in the fourth Spider-Man movie as Daredevil.
1: Um, but you know while we're talking about villains, um, I haven't mentioned yet, uh, which <clears throat> we can we can kind of segue into this a little bit. Um, the Vulture did not show up at all in this movie. Uh, they did not mention him whatsoever, and we're about a month away from Morbius. Coming out, Mm -hmm. and it's so you know, he's in the trailers for Morbius, the movie, and they talk to each other, so that means that the vulture is in the Morbius universe, right? Right, right, possibly, or is Morbius in the MCU? Because, how would that work? Mm -hmm. And also, now I literally just thought of this uh, a couple moments ago. He doesn't remember who Peter Parker is now. So what is happening in this Morbius movie? Because I am very confused now as to what those two are doing, talking to each other and how they are in the same universe. And uh, whether or not, because I also saw um, uh, maybe a month or two ago, um, Michael Keaton was on like the Tonight Show or something like that. And he said, you know, before he was talking, I think he was talking to Jimmy Fallon or whatever the show is, but he was saying that he just got done shooting some vulture stuff. So he just got done shooting some new scenes like this was like a month ago, which obviously didn't make it into uh, No Way Home. So I don't know if that means it's going to be in Morbius Morbius, or if they cut it or like I just don't I very confused of what's going on with this character.
0: Right. You know, another thing I want to note, like, something that they never referenced back, and MCU never does anything without reason. Remember in Homecoming, the final, like, post credit scene when they're in prison, and, mm-hmm. um, and um, Matt Gargan, who eventually becomes the Scorpion in the comics, um, he goes into talking to Adrian Toomes, and he's like, oh, we heard you know who Spider-Man is. And and we I know a very interested in vet person that would love to know who that is, and obviously Adrian tombs plays dumb. He's like, listen, if you if you if you knew what if I know who Spider Man was, do you think he would be alive still? Like you know, he plays it off because obviously he probably wants to take his own revenge on Spider Man um, himself. But that's interesting too because I always wonder, like, all right, could that be the kingpin? Is that Osborn? Like, where are they going with that? So Mm -hmm. that will probably be revisited too. Like, what are your thoughts on Ashley? Because, like I said, you know, they never do anything without reason. Like, they don't just have throwaway scenes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I completely forgot that scene even existed until you just mentioned it now. So it's (laughs) definitely interesting to think about now, especially given the context of No Way Home and no one knowing who Peter is. And so that having not the same impact but like you said marvel does everything with reason so it'll be interesting to see if that actually plays out somewhere along the line
0: i think there's a
1: small chance that it won't but uh and i only say this because also in homecoming there is a continuity error at the beginning of the movie where um they're talking about um you know adrian tombs and his crew getting all the stuff from the Chitauri, uh, you know from from the Battle of New York and everything and right. uh, damage control they have that card that says I think it says eight years later or something like that the the timing of that continuity is like a well-known error in that movie like it is a, a publicly acknowledged error that they uh, said the wrong amount of time like it's too much time that went past so That is something that they can't fix anymore, and they also can't change the fact that they made that post credit scene. Um, because they probably just thinking now, okay, we're gonna go in this direction with Spider Man, so there's a chance that they may not even flesh that out, is what all I'm trying to say. Um, I don't like that, but I I think there's a chance that they just like, okay, well, we just gotta move on. Yeah, I
2: mean, isn't which I can't remember which movie it is. But isn't one of the like post or like mid-credit scenes for one of like the MC movies? It's like Thanos and he's you know about to like get the gauntlet and then mm-hmm. we find out later. Obviously that's not that doesn't line up anymore because that's true. You know, he gets his own um later on and that one was like a fake. Um so I mean it's definitely possible, but
0: yeah, that's true. You never know. It, it's interesting to think about. But the final thing we'll talk about, um obviously after the Spider-Man, um, Spider-Men, if you will, were introduced into uh, No Way Home, uh, a lot of fans started talking about how Andrew Garfield never got his like trilogy and a conclusion to the story, if you will. Um, I mean, technically, you can argue Tobey Maguire potentially didn't get one, but he at least he got a tr- trilogy. Um, and so that Tom Holland, he got at least one trilogy. Um, and eventually he'll probably get another trilogy, but Andrew Garfield, then and a lot of fans are like, maybe they should do uh, a, a trilogy for Andrew Garfield and have have closure for him, and maybe eventually actually meet as MJ and you know have some kind of like final closure. I was thinking about that. I kind of went back and forth on it. I didn't know how much I wanted that to happen, but I was thinking like, you know, if, if Sony is doing all these characters like all these you know you uni- um spider-man uh villains that are not part of the mcu maybe it makes sense to have a third spider-man with andrew garfield just to have him get closure um i don't know if you guys remember but there was a rumored one that was supposed to be in production it was like pre-production they had a plan but then it was squashed um there's an uh image i had uh, sent if uh, although if you want to pop it up really quick. Um, but yeah, that was Spider-Man 3 that was originally planned. So like, they had Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson. I mean, Dane, the, the, the hand was supposed to be back as Harry Oswald so as Green Goblin. Uh, Paul Giamatti was supposed to have a bigger role as the Rhino. see um, Felicity Jones was supposed to be in it. Um, I don't think she's pictured in here, but she was supposed to be Black Cat, uh, Felicia Hardy. Black Cat. Emma Watson as Jill Stacy. Um, one interesting thing, not related to necessarily anything, but Jill Stacy in the comics is like so. After in the comics, when Gwen Stacy dies, um, Jill Stacy they introduce her as her cousin, and and in the comics, Jill Stacy looks exactly like Gwen Stacy, but they have just different hair color. So I was, I was wondering, like, why didn't they just have you know, Emma Stone back as Jill Stacy, But that that's not relevant. But I, that was just something I thought about. But, yeah, they had, like, these characters that they were supposedly supposed to um, do, and and that movie got squashed. So, like, what are your thoughts? Like, you know, actually, I'll start with you first. Like, what are your thoughts? Do you think they should have a third one for Andrew Garfield, just to give him some kind of closure on his storyline?
2: I'm kind of, like, torn on the potential for that. Like, I understand very much why people want that third one. um, Especially the fact he never got it. Um, But I'm also just, like, I don't want it to happen just for the sake of it being able to happen. Like, it should be done purposefully and not just, you know, like I said, for the sake of having it. Um, And, like, I'd want it to be something where... helps move some overall narrative forward which is what we really see nowadays with these films so i don't know I'm, I'm very much so back and forth on whether i'd want to see it i'd probably more toward not having it just because i think no way home is supposed to help give us that closure for his character obviously it's not a lot and there's still a lot that's Left to, you know, think about, and a lot you don't know. But, I mean, there's a reason he got his redemption moment in No Way Home.
0: Right, right. Uh, Carl, how about you, what, have you thought about that? Do you think that's a good idea? Just dumb idea? You don't want to see it? You Want to see it? I don't know.
1: <laughs> Absolutely not. No, definitely <laughs> no. <laughs> not nothing against like uh, uh, Andrew and all of that, but it's it, we've already moved on and. I think that it would just make it more confusing for any casuals. Like, sure, the three of us can keep up with what's going on with these characters and these universes and stuff like that. But um, the fact that we've already rebooted Spider-Man three times and then most casuals uh, will say if it's live action and it says Marvel on it, does that mean it's in the MCU? Right. And that would just cause so much confusion Having another Spider-Man movie, it not be Tom Holland, and then another Tom Holland movie comes out after that. Um, also, we already have multiple Spider-Mans with the Into the Spider-Verse, um, you know, happening, which is a great place to put Andrew if he wants to voice over a Spider-Man. You can put his, you can even continue his story in the Into the Spider-Verse and just say his not universe sure. continues to happen in Into the Spider-Verse, and then not he sure. gets pulled into that movie. Um, also myth into the spider verse we already know that sony wants to make a live action version of that so that would be a great place to like i said i want a prologue with all of these characters i don't want a whole movie but i want to know what happens with these villains and these spider-man when they go back to their universe and what that looks like now give me 20 seconds of it and i'll be satisfied and if we can just get like a scene in the live action into the spider-verse where toby and andrew come back and meet up with tom and then some other versions of spider-man but get those two to have a small little segment in that movie to continue their story just enough to be satisfied that would be more, that'd be more than enough for those characters because they don't need to have a full-fledged movie they, we don't need spider-man four with with uh toby and the vulture and we don't need spider-man the amazing spider-man 3 with andrew and black cat or whatever they had planned uh we right. just need to have one spider-verse movie with the inheritors uh presumably um cuz why else would they get together um and you know whatever they do with the the animated into the spider-verse but that's it it's it's enough to move on and i think even andrew garfield although he's probably uh, grateful for his role as spider-man i'm also pretty sure he's probably tired of answering so many questions over his career about what about spider-man because like he's done right. so many other things and he's been on broadway he's been in other movies but he mm-hmm. always just like toby mcguire they only associate spider-man with these two actors so i think right. being able to step away from that um like th- let this be a good conclusion for them unless you're getting spider-verse that's a that's another thing, but I would be super annoyed uh, if I were at least if I was Andrew. Toby has had some time off at, and away from the, the spotlight, so I think he's probably cooled down enough. But I would be pissed if I were Andrew and people could never stop talking about Spider Man and how oh you didn't get your third movie. Uh, you know what do you feel about Tom Holland or would you like to be a part of MCU and all of this stuff? Mm-hmm. It would just be super annoying. Uh that's right. a tangent. Sorry. <laughs>
0: no but yeah that's that's true i mean i like yeah i like like i like i did like i said i did think they gave some closure to and like same with ashley mentioned that they did give some closure uh to um andrew garfield as far as what will happen um with him i think they like they hinted towards him potentially meeting his mary jane in his universe because toby mentions that you know give it time you just, you know, things will work out. You know, he says that Poppy will eventually meet his Mary Jane and so forth, and he'll have a happy ending of some sort if one way or another. But yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's pretty much a uh, wrap for today's show. The um, Did you guys have any other final thoughts you wanted to uh, give before we uh, wrap up here? Uh, Ashley, um, also, Ashley, if you would like to, you know, plug anything that you been working on, like writing um, articles or anything, or that you want to uh, let our listeners or viewers know about as well?
2: Uh, nothing in the works at the moment. Um, there's a nice little break from Marvel um, we're getting right now, which is like a little upsetting, but also kind of nice. Um, uh, so nothing in the works yet, but... Um, I'm always happy to, you know, talk Marvel or whatever. If you want to follow me on Twitter, um, my handles um, uh, on the screen, um, but at WeHongo12. Um, if I have anything, I'll post it there. Um, might do a blog post or something on my personal site about some favorite comics I read this year, but we'll see if I have time for that. Um, but yeah. <laughs> That's cool.
0: Excellent, excellent. Carl,
1: how about yourself? Any final thoughts? Um, we didn't get to mention it, but um, Miles Morales was oh, right, somewhat right. referenced by Jamie Foxx's Electro. Mm-hmm. I hope we get to see a Black Spider-Man one. There's a Black Spider-Man out there somewhere in the multiverse. So, <laughs> cool. You know, I, it, mean, I mean, we, we, like, We're going to you know, see it eventually. It's,
0: it's too bad this this you know Spider-Man you know, originally, Peter Parker, you would think he would be black because, like, the times that, you know, are made in, it's it's tough because, like, obviously, he's, like, the guy that... Like, Jamie Foxx makes a nice joke about it. Like, he, you know, he leave, lives in Queens and helps out poor people. Like, you would think, you know, like... You, you would think he's a white guy, but, not, you know, it's it makes a little joke. But, yeah, he does reference it. This is the second time um, Miles Morales has been referenced in the MCU. So, I think eventually... I don't know when uh but down the line he will and and I hope they do it as a standalone like I don't I hope they don't just kind of plug him into a movie with Peter Parker like I hope they it have He has like, to a,
1: be introduced uh, somehow
0: I guess but like yeah. I mean in 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 the Miles Morales is like he's in a different universe like his Spider-Man his Peter Parker dies and he, and he takes up the role as Spider-Man and like it's I think like the the it's like a Peter B Parker or something like that I can't remember that's in the comics. Yeah, but I think in the comics that's how it is too. Like no, his, and,
1: Oh, in the Ultimate comic books? That's right. where Sorry. that's where Miles comes from. It's from Ultimate the Ultimate. Right. Line. Right. Yeah. So
0: that's a different universe than mm-hmm. the Amazing Spider-Man. So um yeah, it's just interesting to think about. obviously we we'll, we'll see what happens with
1: that. But, but on that note real quick wouldn't it be awesome if they introduced miles morales as spider-man in the venom universe
0: that's true first like
1: because calling it like the ultimate universe they can or they call it whatever they want but that there's a spider-man in that universe and he fights venom and it's miles and not peter and then eventually they move miles over to the mcu
0: yeah i mean they could do that um I don't know how they would cross over again unless Doctor Strange has a spell again that brings Peter people that know Peter Parker over. I don't know. Right. We'll see. They, but anyways, Yeah, they've done it. You know? Yeah, we'll see anyways. Uh, we'll see how that works out. But anyway, that's a wrap for today's show. Obviously, please follow us on our personal Twitter accounts at Fiction And Carl, you can follow at NinjaTotal. If you missed any previous episodes, you can find us under the Barroom Network on YouTube and also on all major and minor podcast platforms thank you again to ashley for joining us thank you for everyone for tuning in as always for carl and myself till next time
1: peace out
2: hi